Blog Talk Radio. Ho, ho, ho. You're listening to the Alpha Show. Therefore, tonight have we truly become the inheritors of our American legacy, a government more dangerous to our liberty than is the enemy it claims to protect us from. You get to a point of the sky is green and grass is blue. You get to a point of who can you believe? Who will you believe? You're tuned in to TruthWorks Network, The Alpha Show. Men with no brains, no heart, and no balls. She wouldn't be in Oz. She'd be in Congress. <laughs> well, good evening. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Show here at Truth Works Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. What a week. Just damn. Let's see. If I start going backwards without looking, I might fall. Over in Turkey, the army has tried to pull off a coup. They've closed the two main bridges. The streets are full of people. They have a curfew. People who are heading this coup have taken over the state radio station. On the other hand, the prime minister of Turkey, the head honcho, like our president, he's out of town. (laughs) He's out of town. And um, the government is saying we still control. So now you've got army people who shut off bridges, the two main bridges. You've got a street full of people all over the city. And you just get total chaos. And they also control state's radio station. Now, the um, the host of the radio station, the the anchor person, if you will, she read a statement declaring the military coup. She said she read it at gunpoint. You're talking about serious. Ugh. And the people trying to overthrow the duly elected government said that uh, they're trying to protect the secular government because I guess the government that was elected is trying to move more into an Islamic um, an Islamic rule. Not Sharia law, not yet. But um, people in the army say they're not having any of it. 
they locked up a few generals when when they got elected. They they locked up a few people. So you got total and utter chaos that is running amok in Turkey. Okay, now that's today. Yesterday, how does someone with a twenty-five ton truck to that? Get onto that street, and he plowed that street for about a mile and a half, I believe the report said, killing 84 people. Killing 84 innocent people, men, women, children, 240 injured, of which 52 are in intensive care, just down. Just down. The drumbeat continues. The terrorist group ISIS is really getting their butts kicked. They're losing ground, they're losing land, so their lone wolf terrorist attacks will have picked up and picked up big time because we've had so many in the last week and a half or so. But the um, culprit in this one in Nice, France, was a French citizen. But um, I forget where they say he was from, but he was from um, Islam, and um, no one's taking responsibility for it. See, Turkey has this, has this, relationship with these terrorists from ISIS. Pretty sticky situation over there, according to some of the people I've seen on the news, and you really can't rely on the news for truth or objective reporting. They say that France is divided into two sections of them this got then they can't get, then they can't get uh, African uh, immigrants and um, Muslims, uh, and they are segregated into another part of the city. So that's the situation you have to keep your eye on. Also, I've got um, about three topics I would like to cover. And one of the topics is simply there are 23 ways that police officers have killed black people this year. Unarmed black people that just don't pass the smell test for for legitimate shoot. They just don't pass the smell test. I'll share that with you. Later in the show, I also want to share with you a very, very, I can't say it's disturbing anymore because this is something we've known, and this is something that the media simply won't cover. And um, I did post it on my Facebook page, um, but I'm going to also get it up on Truth Sports Network and on the Alpo Show. 
there are two other Facebook pages, Food Sports Network and the Our Culture. But right now, 929-477-2867 is the number if you want to chime in and um, have a conversation. The, the Dallas situation. Um, they had a memorial service. W. Bush looked like he was drunk. Because while he was up there on the stage at the end of this memorial ceremony, it looked like he was dancing. What the hell? And, and poor Laura Bush, she was so embarrassed. I think he wanted to dance with Michelle, and she gave him the sister eye roll, and he rolled his ass back on over the other way. But um, it it was it's just pathetic. It's it is pathetic. We have a Missouri police chief who declared that the Klan has been in charge of the police since it started. So I can see him getting a lot of flack for telling the truth, simply for telling the truth. And we have seen more and more and more situations in which it's come to light that, yes, there are white supremacists, white nationalists, Klansmen, that have infiltrated the law enforcement agency, the prosecutor's offices, the court system. And it comes to fruition on a daily basis. You keep bringing it to our attention, and we keep saying it. And when you have people who are so close Choose the truth of the matter, who are becoming less and less afraid of the matter. I have clips on that. I have audio clips on that. And um, it'll be a little out of character, but um, I have to play them. I have to play them because it, it just seems to me that we don't get it. We simply don't get it. And we don't get it because it's not a big deal. You know, the shooter in the Dallas situation, they wanted to paint him as he snapped. He snapped. And according to people who know him, he was sick and tired. Sick and tired of Injustice. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. But then, I first saw the story on Huffington Post, and I read the story, and they seemed to be kind of walking the fence, you know, that balancing act, trying to say something about it because uh, they knew that within few a very short time, the story would be everywhere. When I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. 
YouTube, Facebook, it's everywhere. And they can't corral it. They can't stop the story from coming forward. And yet I've not heard one cable network or a mainstream network speak a word about it. Nothing. Nothing. So I want to pray that for you. Minister Farrakhan has a clip up tonight that um, tries to explain to black folk, community building, and how it's done. But nobody's listened to them so far, and we continue to do what we've been doing, so we continue to get what we got. But um, I want you to listen to this clip. I had to break this up into three parts, but I'm going to comment on each part after it plays, because it is interesting, and I want to speak about this first part because there is no way in hell that the Dallas police brass did not know about this cop. You guys remember how after last week's so-called massacre in Dallas, the white media was asking the question over and over again, why did this happen, right? how it made no sense that any black person in Dallas would be mad at their police department because the cops had such a favorable image in the eye of black residents, right? Sure, we all do, because they're still trying to push that load of crap on the public days later. Okay, then, well, maybe you remember how after the shooting, the white media decided to take an in-depth look at the Dallas PD to see if there were perhaps any racist elements in the department, right? Me neither. That's because they didn't look, and we're starting to understand why that is. Because as it turns out, thanks to a few less-than-careful Facebook posts, one of the dead officers accidentally outed himself as a white supremacist suspect. This is Lorne Ahrens. He was one of the police killed in Dallas last week. It turns out that he liked football, barbecue, and Nazis. His Facebook page was a veritable shrine to white supremacy. The banner at the top of his Facebook page features Thor's hammer, which white supremacists have appropriated as one of their symbols. Ahrens himself can be seen sporting white nationalist tattoos, such as the Crusader's cross on his left arm and the Nazi's iron cross on his right hand. His likes were a cornucopia of white supremacist heroes, featuring Confederate flags, Donald Trump, and a page called U.S. Infidels, whose symbol is a cross. These guys are heavy with the white Christian identity iconography. Now, we need to focus on that last one in particular a little bit, the U.S. Infidels, because that's something you've seen before but might have forgotten. You'll recall that Jason Van Dyke, the white supremacist thug who murdered Laquan McDonald, himself often sported an infidel shirt. I'm waiting for some stormfront refugee or some moron from the white media to try to tell me that this is all just a coincidence. 
because they sure as hell aren't treating Micah Johnson's one photograph with Professor Griff as a coincidence, nor are they treating his Facebook likes as some sort of unrelated coincidence. The Dallas PD has long been a wholly owned subsidiary of the Ku Klux Klan, and this is another thing that the white media is hiding from you. In 2006, the FBI published what they termed a sensitive document detailing the infiltration of law enforcement by white supremacists. Well, they were only about 200 years late on that one. The online version that I've been able to find is extremely redacted, with only small snippets of each page even being readable. But even so, it clearly states that the main threats are infiltration by organized groups and self-initiated infiltration by law enforcement personnel sympathetic to white supremacist causes. What that means is that you have guys who are already affiliated with white power terrorist organizations, and you have individuals who themselves are not necessarily members of any groups, yet agree with white supremacy, and are looking to help do their part for the cause. The main difference being the former tend to be young, and the latter tend to be senior men. It's no accident that when these guys carry out a white supremacist attack, they have a ready-made support structure of captains, police majors, deputy chiefs, and yes, even chiefs of police already in place to protect them. See the video I did on my other channel about racist police in San Francisco to learn how an in-depth anti-black group of cops operates. In the past, you had Klansmen and skinheads, but in the 21st century, they began using what they called ghost skins. Kind of like how the Klan referred to themselves as the ghosts of Confederate soldiers? Well, ghost skins are white supremacists who wear few, if any, tattoos. Instead of the usual swastikas and Nazi death's heads, ghost skins wear Nordic iconography, since it's less well-known. Now, this report was written ten years ago, and reported on what had been going on for several years prior to that, referencing historical efforts to infiltrate law enforcement. It should be noted that Lauren Ahrens joined the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department in 1991, where he stayed until 2002. From there, he moved on to the Dallas PD until last week. In other words, this guy was a textbook example of exactly the type of white supremacist suspect the FBI was warning about. And Aaron's is not alone. Just two years ago, almost to the day, two cops in Florida got fired for being members of the Ku Klux Klan. And one of them was deputy chief of police. These guys are not trying to take over law enforcement. They've already done it. At this point... They're just carrying out their race war with the help of a judicial and media apparatus who also know the part that they're to play in the war on black people. Today, you have police chiefs and sheriffs spouting the exact same racist talking points that up until a couple of years ago were only found on white supremacist websites. This is a coordinated effort by the white media, white political figures, and white law enforcement to create a narrative that will allow them to step up their race war efforts. And from all appearances, Lauren Ahrens may well have been a race soldier in that war. We don't have his police records since the white media refuses to publicize it, so we don't know what complaints Ahrens or the rest of his friends might have had against them. But even so, with no white media support, this is what we've already been able to dig up on this guy. 
We can only imagine what else there is that the white police and white media are hiding from us. Because while they spin tall tales that these guys were angels who walked on water, the white media repeats the talking points the Dallas PD gave them about how black people just love the police there. Now, this raises some questions about this particular officer. His ring finger on his right hand bore the iron cross, which is a white supremacist symbol. On his arm, he had, uh, I believe it was a white supremacist shield that that they used. Now, these are tattoos that he's wearing. Are you going to tell me in the heat of Dallas, where the officers are wearing short sleeve shirts, that nobody saw these tattoos, nobody questioned this officer, nobody stopped and pulled this officer out of the ranks to find out anything about him? And I guarantee you, if it's this officer, There are a bunch more in the same department. This is not troubling, not surprising. This is further proof. But they wonder why we are angry. That Black Lives Matter is so persistent. Because in each and every one of these cases of blacks losing their lives, You have a support system for these killers, these ghost soldiers, these clan soldiers. And they can do the legal lynching. And I wanted to play that particular, that was the beginning. That was the beginning. I was a little disheartened because, um, you know, last week before, the Dallas a day or two before on the Facebook uh, social media as I saw story after story, black man after black man dying, black people being physically uh, brutalized, I posed the question, and it's a question, is it time to shoot back or shoot first? And that seems to have followed the very next day because um, the Dallas shooter began. This has, and it was very troubling. Just like they sent a robot around the corner with explosives, they could have sent that same robot around the corner with concussion grenades and gas to knock him out. There was no due process there. No due process whatsoever. And I do, I would, I would hope that the family would file wrongful death charges. Would file a federal wrongful, wrongful death suit against, even after, um, the little coward in South Carolina 
went into the church, prayed with and then murdered nine parishioners. They took him to Burger King. He had it his way. Whopper any way he wanted. Because now they are emerged into a uh, a sewer, a waist-deep sewer legal system of trying to bring justice for those he murdered in South Carolina church, in the church. And they wanted to say he was a deranged lone gunman. But his manifesto said, He was a part of a group, and he was angry because all that group wanted to do was talk. And as that group wanted to talk, he became enraged. So he struck out on his own. There is something something inherently wrong about how justice is carried out in this country. And Black Lives Matters are pissed and they're not going to take it. After the Dallas shooting, the same day of the Dallas shooting, there were shootings in Missouri and Tennessee. There was... um, a break-in. I don't even remember the state it was. I mean, it may have been Tennessee, but um, they arrested three teens, and one is still at large, the last I heard. Um, and they were angry. They broke into a gun store. And one of the teenagers told them, we were pissed off at the cops. We were going to shoot some cops. It's spreading like a contagion because these young folks are sick and tired. They are sick and tired. And I hope they pull up, pump their brakes, whatever the hell they have to do because what is the most um, time-tested way to radicalize young people. And we're watching it, we're witnessing it. You have two states that have passed laws about their body cameras and the uh, footage being released to the public at the behest of the police um, commissioners, uh, head of the police department. You have to get his approval. That is unconstitutional. They should be immediately in a court of law challenging that. We need to challenge that. Because if they are allowed to go back into cover mode, and I call it cover mode simply because they are afraid of transparency. They are afraid of transparency. And that, it has to stop. That has to be looked upon as complicity. 
one of the the uh, shooter of Laquan McDonald here in, in Chicago that they covered up for 14, 15 months. They have a picture of him wearing a T-shirt, infidel T-shirt, which is more language from white supremacists and white nationalists, skinheads. That's in the next clip uh, that I want you to take a listen to because it, it, and and I put the clips up simply because it explains it a lot better than I ever could. A lot better than I can. And it needs to, literally, it needs to go viral. People need to know. They need to know about the cops in San Francisco, the cops in Florida that send racist texts calling black people monkeys and I want to kill niggers and the whole nine yards. You've got a collection of officers out of New York who basically blew the whistle on the police commissioner there. And you know the union, the union is about as racist as a Klan rally. The executives of the unions and the of these police departments are Racism drips from their bodies. They can't hold it within. They can't keep it within. That's why social media is so important. You know, if you have an NRA who listens in on everybody's phone calls, they're able to hear the chatter of terrorists. Goddamn. These people are terrorists, and you have to. They must be confronted. The media must be confronted. Its silence is deafening. Its silence, the silence of the media on this particular story, what? Because he's dead? Because officer, I believe his name is Lauren Aaron. Big boy, talk about how he was a football player and and he this and he loved this and he loved that, but he loved to be a bigot too. On his Facebook page were pictures of Donald Trump, who he idolized, the infidel cross, and the whole nine yards. I'm gonna play the second part of this because it simply continues. But have you noticed that the white media has not once actually talked to the black residents about the beloved Dallas PD? It's as if they're afraid that if they do ask people what they think about the cops, that the black residents will sound a lot like Micah Johnson. The white media has not once gone to the black community to see if the Dallas PD's claims of popularity are valid. No man on the street interviews with the black public I see. But then again, the white media doesn't have to ask because they already know the answer. The white media's job is not to tell the truth. Their job is not to inform the public. It's to control the public through indoctrination. 
They tell lies nonstop because a corrupt system of white supremacy requires lies in order to protect and sustain itself. As open opposition to white supremacy mounts, the white media will go from giving the once-in-a-blue-moon mention of black anger at police treatment to outright censorship of it. After Dylan Roof slaughtered a church of black people, the police and the FBI said that he had no collaborators, even though Roof himself said in his online manifesto that there were other people who he had been talking to online and how he was upset with them because all they wanted to do was talk. He admitted that he had a circle of other white radicals that he associated with. But the white media and white police insist that he was a lone wolf, and immediately after the slaughter at Mother Emanuel Church, the white police and white FBI declared that Dylan Roof had acted alone and that his plot didn't extend beyond himself. Meanwhile, in Dallas, the witch hunt continues. Having already made asses of themselves by falsely accusing an innocent black man of having been the shooter, and then refusing even to this day to admit that they'd gotten it wrong, the white police and white media are now beginning a steady drumbeat against the voices of black empowerment. It's not enough for them that they have the loudest voice for now. They want to ensure that you have no voice at all. Speaking against white supremacy terrifies them because they have no skills, no ideas, and no value. They had to steal what they got because they lacked the merit to earn it. Does anyone truly believe that bigots like Donald Trump got to where he is because he was smart? Trump's con job of telling people he's so brilliant is the same con that the dominant society has always run, to tell people they got to their position through hard work, sacrificing, decency. What they don't mention, though, is that all the hard work and sacrifice was done by black people, and that decency was and continues to be a concept the dominant society has utter contempt for. White supremacy is an enormous obstacle, but it's also, at its core, amazingly fragile. The white powers that be have always known that it wouldn't take much to topple their house of cards. Why do you think they promoted ideas like the Project for the New American Century so aggressively? Why do you think it's so important to them that the United States have more military power than the next 12 nations combined? Why it's so important that so many other nations be kept in a second or third world condition? White supremacy is a weak, feeble, pathetic idea embraced and supported by the morally weak, intellectually feeble, and spiritually pathetic. It is a parasite, a cancer living off a host, and it can only exist in a world where it keeps the host weak. They know this. That's why they're constantly on a war footing. You want to know why they're always watching what black people do? Because, yes, it's true that they've been stealing our genius and bolstering themselves with it, but the other reason is that ultimately they understand that it would take very little force from us to knock white supremacy over. Thing you do that might translate to power, wealth, or influence, they have no choice but to watch and to try to destroy. Now, you'll excuse the analogy, but you should think of the white supremacist dominant society as being like a sickly, very sickly old man, a shriveled up, cantankerous, diseased wretch whose every breath is a pestilence. He's so sick because his immune system has utterly failed him. 
The human body is full of microbes and microorganisms. They help us to do everything from digest our food to be able to enjoy the outdoors by micro-adaptations to the environment. Without our ability to withstand and benefit from microbes, we would still live, but we'd be very, very sick, like our diseased European example. Melanin is our immune system. It protects us and ensures our biological integrity. The white supremacists, on the other hand, have no such protection. That's why they're weak and sickly. Like a sick old man with no immune system, they know that any little microbe, any little germ, would be enough to kill them. Things that would be totally normal for others are a deathly threat to them. So he obsesses over making sure that his environment is as hyper-antiseptic as possible. There's absolutely no living thing around except him. He's constantly spraying Lysol, always washing his hands over and over. He won't touch anything that somebody else has come near. His behavior seems irrational and psychotic to everyone else, but that's because they're healthy. He's not. He's diseased, mentally diseased. He doesn't do all this because he wants to. He does it because he has to. White people like to talk about white being the color of purity. As usual, their thinking is backwards and wrong. White is not the color of purity, color of sterility. Sterility isn't pure. It's dead. When you've eliminated all living things from an area, it becomes white. Snow is white because there's nothing alive in it. When a person is blind, their pupils become white because they're dead. Even in a healthy eye, the only part of the eye that can't see is the white part. That's not racist. It's basic human anatomy. When water is purified, they use chlorine, but chlorine is a poison. Sure, it kills any harmful bacteria in the water, but it also kills any and all other helpful organisms that might have been there, too. This is why chlorine isn't just dumped in the lakes, because it would kill all the things in it, like the fish. What so many in white culture have deemed as purity is what the rest of us clearly recognize as death. And nowhere is this perverse misunderstanding more clear than in their hyper-obsession with racial purity. Now, I'm going to tell you like this. The last clip you just heard was a simple explanation of why white supremacy has this fear, this fear of falling, and why they're at the mercy demographics of history. They will soon in this nation be the minority, very soon. But what troubles me even more is the lack of understanding. We as a people, and we are a scarred people. We are people who have been mentally wounded for hundreds of years. The white man gave us his Bible. And look at where Beth has led us to. We got them dancing in the aisles of churches, the whole nine yards. But 
pick your own God, do your best. Somehow, if you believe in what they fed you long enough, if you indoctrinate as many children that we have, it will become to be a reality. And they hope that in generations, the curiosity will die off. And it's simply our job to make sure that that doesn't happen, to make sure that we are actually continuing to speak. I know um, I'm digging into the weeds here now because um, I might I might get a call from the boss if I don't, if I don't take a break here. So <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. No matter what, know your value. No matter what, know you matter. The I Declare Show, home of Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I Declare Show is where we deal with the difficult, real raw, right now. The I Declare Show, Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I Declare the I Declare Show, Tuesdays, 9 p.m. I'm Janice Graham, and I declare it. it's real, raw, and right now, the I Declare Show with India Declare. Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Saturday, 10 p.m., join us live and live it on our common ground. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Our Common Ground, where friends come to meet comrades. I'm Janice Grant. You're listening to the Alpha Show on TruthWorks Network. Now back to Alpha. We have a distracting electric the people middle class who are vulnerable to propaganda and repetitious bullshit that you hear coming from the mouths of these clowns day after day and that's where we are and that's why it's almost the bewitching hour it's almost checkmate it's almost that time the time is of no return it's almost the time when we won't be able to recover because recovery simply will not be in the cards for us. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue down this road because this road is headed for the ultimate dead end. You're listening to The Alpha Show. At TruthWorks Radio Network, Alpha drills down 
every Friday, 10 p.m. Just damn. All right, all right. Welcome back. 929-477-2867 is the number that I can be reached. If you disagree, or if you agree, if you want to chime in, feel free to do so. And they declare, I declare back on the air this past Tuesday, India had a very good show. Um, so join India on Tuesday evenings, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, at the I Declare show here at Blog Talk Radio. Tomorrow night, Janice Graham of Our Common Ground, Miss Janice Graham. Now, um, I'm not hooked on phonics, <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you like this. Tomorrow night, Janice's guest will be the funky academic, Brother Dr. Arami Asi Pong. Yeah, somebody's named that. Brother Arami Asi Pong. Uh, if it wasn't spelled in front of me, there's no way in the world. And I may have even messed that up. So don't miss our coming ground tomorrow night where Janice Graham will host. Janice's guest will be the funky academic. Um, this is just somebody else she's met. One of these funny names. <laughs> but... Um, Listening to the brother a couple of weeks ago, he was um, he was spot on. Or was that last week? He was spot on because um, he brings. Oh, Jose, Jose. Okay, not O.C. Jose, O S E I. You know some people named Paul, Robert, Bob. Oh, my goodness. Because um, the people she knows, um, their names, um, they trouble me. And I just, to me, it's... Other ways, inconceivable. 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 You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Uh, that's right, inconceivable. I, but um, don't miss Janice Graham tomorrow night. So, now, I told you I would give you, you know, people rant and rave. Uh, what is wrong? And see, these are white people. And, you know, the, the brother who was on the BET Awards, Williams, Lee Williams was his name, who came out with his, they want to call it a, 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 a anti-white, anti-police. See, this is their hook. This is their, this is their, um, this is their, their, their uh, MO, their modus operandi. They tell you, oh, 
if you want physical gun control, you're trying to take our guns. If you want cops to stop killing black people, you're against the cops. It's the same playbook. It's the same collection of lies. And they want everybody, because the media allows them to repeat it at nauseam. Yes, allows them to repeat it at nauseam. Rudy Giuliani, they marched Rudy Giuliani out to tell black parents that they ought to teach their children how to be respectful to police. This comes from a man who married his cousin. This comes from a man who's appeared many times in drag. This comes from a man whose daughter was arrested for shoplifting. But he's going to come to us and preach to black parents how they should raise their children and teach their children. The the people with the least credibility, they march before a camera. The known liars, they put in front of a camera. And I told you I had a list, and it's really uh, it's it's just a a page. Twenty three ways you could be killed if you're black in America by the police. Failing to signal a lane change. Sandra Bland. Sandra Bland was murdered in a Texas jail. After relocating to Texas, she all of a sudden became suicidal while she was illegally arrested, illegally pulled over for just minor stuff. Riding in the car with your girlfriend, you could be killed for that. That's an offense punishable by death. And they just laid this brother to rest, Philandro Castillo. In the car with his girlfriend and a four-year-old, a police officer asked him for his ID. He told the officer that he had a weapon and he had a, a permit to carry. And when he reached for his ID, the officer shot him four times killing him. And I guarantee you there will be no charges. Run into the bathroom in your own apartment. But Marley Graham ran into his grandmother's house to go to the bathroom. Now, the police say they they saw him doing some kind of a drug deal and they ran into the house after him without a warrant. There was no exigent circumstances here. They simply broke the law and shot him in the bathroom, unarmed, unarmed, no charges. You want to know why black people rage? You want to know why black lives matter? Eric Garner, selling cigarettes, loose cigarettes on the corner. Police officer who choked him out in an illegal chokehold, 
they went after the guy who took the video. He's on. He's about to do four years on some type of gun charge. All of a sudden, he's got a gun charge. How about you could be murdered by police if you're riding a commuter train? That's Oscar Grant. Oscar Grant face down on the on the. Um, I haven't rode a train in so long. I forgot what they called it. Call it face down on the on the platform. An officer shoots him in the back, killing him. Walking home with a friend, red gun. You know, after a while, you wonder. Why are they ready to shoot back? Making on making eye contact. That's what happened to Freddie Gray. Riding a bike, made eye contact with the cop, and they began to chase him. All of a sudden, something tweaked their suspicions, and Freddie Gray ended up dead. Alton Sterling selling CDs. He had been selling CDs in the same spot with the permission of the store owner for six years. So he ends up dead by murder by a cop. The list is long and pathetic. Wearing a hoodie, of course, Trayvon Martin, carrying a, a tea and some Skittles as the murdering George Zimmerman chased him down because he looked suspicious. Racial profiling kicked in after being told not to follow him. You are not a police officer. He shoots and kills Trayvon Martin and claims self-defense because there was no one else there. So he could craft the excuse on a silver platter. Purposely tanking the case so the murderer, George Zimmerman, could walk. Walking away from the police, Mario Woods died. When you get right down to it, it gets to a place where walking towards the police you could be murdered. Laquan McDonald, 16, shot 16 times. The police reports read he died from one, a single gunshot. And other officers filled out police reports. He was stabbing tires of police vehicles, and he was walking towards them with a knife until they had to release the video 14 months later. And they saw just the opposite were true. And yet police officers are still on the job after falsifying their reports. That was some class of a felony that um, not only should they lose their job over, but they should be in jail. Missing a front license plate. Samuel DeBose was pulled over. He was missing a front license plate, and they shot him and killed him. 
shot him and killed him? And why do we rage? Why why is Black Lives Matter so angry? Great gun to mere rights. And an open carry state. Less than two seconds when the cops pulled up, they jumped out of the car and shot this child dead. He was 12 years old because he had a toy gun, a BB gun. Without giving them an opportunity to respond to any of their commands, in two seconds, they shot him dead, driving with a broken brake light. That's Walter Scott, who broke and ran and was on film getting gunned down in the back. And if you notice something about all of these cases take years to come into a court because they want the, they want the anger to settle down. They want to be able to, to, to allow the seas of rage to, to smooth down so then they can inject lies and and, and innuendo and, and hypotheticals about what this guy did. And in each one of these cases, the police dug into their background to bring up some of the most irrelevant information about each and every one of these individuals. Sitting in your car before your bachelor party, Sean Bell, New York City. It 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 doesn't you this is inexplicable. You can't explain this. But the man was waiting to get married. Cops rolled up on him and he was sitting in his car at a bachelor party and they shot him dead. Walking up the stairwells in your apartment building. Key girl. This is the one where the stairwell was dark and the officer decided to fire his weapon at a silhouette and claimed he was in fear. He was scared. It seems to all have a sinister theme to it. Calling for help after an accident. Rashia, Rashia McBride. Rashia McBride had an accident and went to a house for help. And died of a shotgun blast to the face. It continues to go on and on and on. And you simply have people who want to deny it? People in the media holding a fake gun in Virginia. India beat. That's in Virginia. Holding a fake gun in a Walmart. An open carry state. John Crawford the third. He is on the phone talking to his family, leaning on the holding the butt of the rifle, air rifle, in his hand, and he's leaning on it like a cane. The cop shot him from the other end of the aisle and killed him. 
Of course, like always, no charges. Murdered while laughing, Rakia Boyd, here in Chicago. A group of young people. An officer shoots over his shoulder behind him because he felt threatened. The bullet struck Rakia Boyd in the head. Here in Chicago, no charges. Holding your wallet, of course, that's uh, Amandulo Diallo. That's in New York. They thought his wallet was a weapon. Any old excuse. You see, after a while, Klansmen have no other lies to tell. For attending a birthday party, Jamar Clark. In other words, for being black in America, doing absolutely nothing. You can be shot dead if you are African American. There is nothing. Absolutely nothing. That can be offered up as some type of reasonable excuse for these murders. And now they are surprised, shocked 23 ways by just 23 people that their punishment was a death sentence for doing what everyday white people have done. I've seen white people advance towards police officers with guns, machetes, knives. They always find a way to de-escalate situation. And there's no telling how many millions taxpayer dollars have been paid to these families, and I'd have to say it hasn't been enough. It has not been enough paid to these families for their murder of their loved ones. to draw a line in the sand. People must stop accepting this. And with all of the information that is available, we have places who want to offer up. And they pass laws. The killing of a cop is a hate crime. Hell, you kill a cop, they're going to give you a death penalty. Damn whether or not you had, you feared for your life. At this point, it should be tip for tat. I feared for my life. I shot the cop. And how many, how many videos do you have to see where cops are just have a depraved indifference for a citizen's rights? How many times have you heard of somebody reply, uh, let me see your identification? They go, why, am I under arrest? And then the cops get pissed. They escalate the situation because they don't have reasonable cause. So they make up something. Oh, there was a call, and you fit the description. 
but you can only get away with that if you're a white guy. This isn't some racist program or racist network. Because to to really be honest with you, to make that assertion means you have to be suffering from cognitive dissonance, so you simply must be suspending all reality. And the reality that you suspend simply makes you a bigot. Simply makes you a soldier of the Klan, a soldier of the white nationalists. And the police departments are full of This is the, the shortest of the clips. It came in a part three. These clips were uh, from a site called Black and Black Truth was picked up the story. A few journalists easily, easily found Lauren Aarons. Lauren Aarons is the cop who died in Dallas, one of the five cops who died in Dallas who was a white supremacist, who was with the white nationalists. Easily. Was, he basically outed himself. And the media is keeping it quiet. The media wants this story to die so fast they can hardly call themselves journalists. I have to play this now because I'm losing my boy. Here it is. Like the sickly old man, we see them displaying their insanity as they try to declare the rest of the world is sick and diseased, when in reality, it's just them. It's not unfair to say that the white population's very DNA is a wasteland of damaged, broken, and wrecked genetic codes. Blue eyes themselves are the result of a broken chromosome, a corrupted DNA sequence. And that's a trait that the white race prides itself on. Low melanin itself is the direct result of a corrupted DNA sequence. As I've told you before, what happened last week traumatized the dominant society, particularly the white media. They have a complete phobia of black men doing anything against the police, so much as talking back, even in fictional settings like TV or movies. In the movies, cops get shot all the time, but have you noticed that it's almost never by a black man unless he's a criminal? I'm being serious, by the way. Have you ever seen a movie or TV show that portrays a black man as the protagonist and shows him shooting a cop, even a dirty one? White characters shoot cops all the time, whether they're anti-heroes or squeaky clean, but black characters never do. You can be killed by the police. You can be a criminal who the police are justified in killing. But to see a black man pull the trigger justifiably is something you do not see. This is societal programming. After last week, the white media will have to triple their efforts to demonize black men because for something like this to happen has shaken them to their core. They're terrified that it might become habit-forming. Now, as we all know, if you want to prevent the next Micah Johnson, then the answer is simple. 
get rid of the race soldiers and the police, the DA's offices, and courtrooms, and the media while you're at it. There's some uncomfortable truths that would have to be faced, that Micah Johnson didn't just snap, he reacted. Micah Johnson didn't create the culture of white race terrorists who joined the police so they could murder black people with impunity. Micah Johnson didn't make DAs drop all charges against race soldiers who they know to be guilty. Micah Johnson didn't create this problem. That's why his death won't end it. The problem is that white supremacy controls every aspect of American life. The problem is that race soldiers have freely entered law enforcement at every level to the point now that they control the police, the DA's offices, and the courts. They dispatch race soldiers pretending to be police to carry out a white terrorist attack. Then their co-conspirators in the legal system give them immunity from prosecution, and their allies in the media bestow innocence on them for the kill and pretend as if they're not carrying out a race war. In the white media's efforts to cover for white supremacy, they're making their attempted demonization of Micah Johnson into a farce. Micah Johnson was a model citizen who had never harmed anyone. It makes no sense that a man who wore his country's uniform and went into harm's way for it would then turn right around and snap. White supremacy needs to deceive people with this crazy nigger story so that people won't look at what's really going on. Now I'm going to aim this last comment at four white media organs in specific. Fox News, CNN, the New York Times, and the Washington Post. I'm not so naive as to think you haven't come across my work. Some of the trash you guys have broadcast or printed reads like a feeble attempt at rebutting my videos. What I say here circulates and spreads because truth is a virus. And as I pointed out earlier, melanin is our immune system. We don't fear the truth because it only helps us, not hurts us. And trying to use this incident as a springboard to stifle or stop the burgeoning new black media won't work either. Every time you attempt to crush our voice, it will come back stronger than before. You learn from your defeats. Well, believe it or not, so do we. You're weak and live in mortal fear of our strength. So, of course, you're doing everything you can to suppress us. And why it terrifies you that we keep coming back is obvious. Sure, you'll have a generation or two of buck-dancing sambos who will repeat your lies, and for a day you'll convince yourself that your brainwashing has taken hold, and at long last the black man is no longer a threat to white supremacy. But somehow that defiant black character comes back to the surface, each time more aggressive than before, each time more determined. You now have to make attacking us into a full-time job, and even you must be wondering at this point, how much longer can you keep this up? We've certainly been asking that question. No wonder you're now beginning to agitate for a final solution to the Negro question. This is white supremacy's last ditch, and unlike us, you don't have the ability to come back from a devastating loss. That's the crucial difference between us that you've always known and that we now understand, too. You, of a necessity, absolutely must defeat us every single time. The new black media only has to defeat you once. 
That's Black Truth, the new black media. Uh, it seems to be suffering from an attempt to silence them. Lauren Ahrens, one of the fallen police officers, who's been exposed, who really exposed himself as a white supremacist with his tattoos visibly on his hands and his arms. A website, his Facebook page, full of white supremacist information. And now, like I said, tell me that the Dallas brass of the police department, no one saw the iron cross on his ring finger on his right hand and the tattoos on his left arm. You can only draw one conclusion as the information continues to spill over about the majority of the police departments in this country and this nation. As in the media, they want to feed us this this idea, this, this meme that Michael Johnson just snapped. He didn't just snap, he reacted. Enough was enough. And I would hope that his family would sue them for denying him due process. Yeah, he was in, what, he held up, he was held up over three hours. So they decided to send a bomb around the corner and murder him. Oh, he had done a lot of damage. Just like they killed the brother in California, and I can't think of his name right now, but come to find out two years after the fact, he was absolutely right. He was right about the disparage treatment he was getting from the police department. Now, when he spoke up, they stood up and stepped on him, fired him for speaking out against their bigotry and their racism the ghost soldiers of the police department has to be exposed. And that's where we are. That's what's going on in our cities throughout this nation. As you have politicians who are simply cowering in the corner and afraid to raise the issue that they're clansmen in our police department and in our prosecutor's office, and in our courts. They set up a situation where they don't have to fear any type of justice. And that must stop. The fight must continue until that changes. Donald Trump is going to call for legislation of special prosecutors on all police shootings. You got another thing coming. 
you got another thing coming, and that is a segue into kind of my next topic that I'm going to kind of rant on. But before I rant on that, I want to really kind of be upfront about the community in which, yes, I'm a part of. Include me in because I live in it. And I call it a community and it's far from a community simply because we cannot call ourselves a community. And Louis Farrakhan spoke on this. And he made a great deal of sense, but of course, they'll never ask for a Louis Farrakhan to say anything because He's been he's been scarred with he's a bigot, he's a racist. But here's Louis Farrakhan talking about our money and our community. Well how do we retrain our people to succeed instead of being trained and just serve? Because you know a lot of people would say that, you know, it's easier for an immigrant to get a loan than to be an African American or minority and get a loan. Yes. And that's a fact. The Koreans that make their money in our community, if we had a black bank, you'll find they don't deposit anything of what they take from us into a black bank that would serve our community. They set up a bank in their own community. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, my teacher, called people like this blood suckers of the poor. You got them black like that, who don't give a damn. All they want is to make a dollar and run. Run where? To another community, but not build the community in which we live. So yes, brother, it's difficult to get a loan, but not for them, because they go to their own bank, which they put their money in that they take from us. Imagine, Charlemagne, $1.1 trillion comes through our hands this year. That's, that makes us the ninth richest country in the world. Mm. And those that have less than $1.1 trillion, they're building schools, hospitals, farms, factories. They're doing something for themselves as a nation. Here we are, nearly 50 million people, and we are here begging somebody else, can I have a job? Uh, Do you have something for me to do? Can you feed me? Will you educate me? This is the crime, the ignorance of black people. We have to erase the ignorance and get us started doing something for ourselves. And don't blame others if they don't want to give you money. Do you know that immigrants that come here that are Chinese is a Chinese community that puts money aside when their Chinese brother comes in the the country, they hear, take this, go in the black community, set up a business. Look at the number of Arabs that are now in the black community. Look at the number of Indians from the subcontinent of India owning 
many businesses inside the black community, the hotels, the motels where we go for a party night with our girlfriend or somebody else's wife. All of that is done in our community, but the money goes back to their communities. If we, and who, look, nobody can fault us for wanting to take the money that comes in our hands and keeping it in our community. The money that comes in within six hours, DJ, it's gone. The money that stays in the community the longest are the Asians. Their money, when they make money, it circulates at least 30 days before it leaves their community. That means that that money is enriching their people through sales of service and needs of their community. Minister Louis Farrakhan. 929-477-2867 929-477-2867 is the number. Let me go to the phones here. 510, welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for joining me on Truth Works Network. 510. This is uh, Mr. Research calling from California. Uh, you doing okay? Come again. I said this is Mr. Research. Calling from California. Are you doing okay? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. You kinda you kinda muffled in that somewhere. I didn't hear it. Okay, I understand. Um I didn't have too much to say. I was kinda just listening to your uh platform. I mean, um there's not too much to say with what's going on nowadays. If people don't stick together just like Farrakhan said, then you know, all this talking that we do is really for nothing. Well, after after a while, you have to you, you can't do that. Oh no, I'm I'm doing good. I mean, I I know the plan. So for me, it's totally different. I I survived the hood and do a lot of the stuff that he talks about. I volunteer a lot. I do small investments. Uh, focused on real estate, uh, but it's hard to teach other males this because they're so feminine taught, meaning that in their homes, many of these people grew up with the emotional, violent mentality. And complaining is part of that. You can't complain. you got to create. You know, just like Farrakhan said about the money circulating. I mean, you've got to create a structure where when I put something out, at least I get a hundred back, you know, if nothing else. You know, it's kind of like the equivalent of putting your money in a credit union versus putting your money in a bank. There's no reason for you to put it in the bank, but you do it because you simply don't know better. And even when people tell you, you refuse to because you're comfortable with a bank. Exactly. Exactly. And they have this movement to move your money to black banks. Seems to be. I saw uh, stories where they, like, picked up 8,000 new accounts or something to that effect. Uh, the uh, bank in um, Atlanta, the black-owned bank in Atlanta, and the name right now Talk is about Capital. Capital. Capital, is that the name? Yeah, yeah they are talking about the 
an insurgence of new accounts that they have. So it and, uh, and, it seems to be resonating. Well, the funny thing, they've been trying it for over, what, six, ten years? And, again, it's getting the black folks in that community, because it's a lot of them, to understand the value of doing it. Uh, you you just be amazed, a place like Atlanta, I got a house in Atlanta, you'd be amazed how much value they put into a Bank of America that don't even serve them versus Capital uh, capital, capital Bank or Capital City Bank. But um, as opposed to Capital Bank in Atlanta, that's been around for a while, and they've been having that little account deal for quite often. Like uh, at one point in time, it was free checking and free something else. They just want you to put the money in so they can shoot out loans. So it's just one of those things. You know, I don't blame the women much. I really blame the males because, you know, a lot of the communities that Farrakhan talked about, some of the things you mentioned earlier, it has to do with the males being of one accord. Even if we don't like each other, we've got to be about these finances. Well, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And we seem to, we seem to, uh, uh, I heard a guy say, we seem to major in the minors. Constant as a people, the black man seems to major in the minors. We are all about the minor stuff and the stuff that makes absolutely no sense. We'll spend our money on uh, tennis shoes, sneakers. We'll pay our absorbent prices for jeans. It, it, it makes absolutely no sense. Well, it makes sense to me. I mean, I, I know it sounds bad what I'm about to say, but. The women control the children, and when the children get teenage age, they don't get indoctrinated with what they used to get in the 60s and 70s, street game, basic game, business game. The pimp used to tell the little people on the street, uh, little, little kids, when they say, I want to be like you, don't you ever be like me. You could be a doctor, a lawyer, anything, but don't you ever be like me. Now, who does that little boy have to tell him that? Because... They done ran away the quote-unquote evil pimp and left a big gape in the, in the community where nobody is teaching that dude now. Now he's turned into another 15-year-old, same as him. But that 15-year-old has a gun. Well, uh, that's basically what we're facing. That's basically what we're dealing with. We have allowed the, the uh, prison culture to seep over the walls and into our community. Badge of honor to, to uh, have gone to prison. And they, they, they pop their collar and pull at their shirts because that's what they see. And that's what these uh, rap songs. I heard someone say the young people today live the lyrics of idiots when they begin to uh, mimic and, 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 and listen to the rap music. That's all they know. So when you get... When, you, when we get to a point where we're sick and tired of being sick and tired, I guess it'll it'll come to fruition. Uh, 510, what did you say your name was again? Five one zero, are you still there? Yeah. I guess I lost 510. Let me move along here because I definitely want to get this in. Because one of the things that happened this week was the was finally the endorsement 
of Bernie Sanders endorsing Hillary Clinton. Now, I wanted Bernie Sanders to win, but the DNC and the Democratic Party have their thumbs on the scale, their foot on the scales, the anvil on the scale, disenfranchising voters, simply making it very, very difficult to do the will of the people. So now we are faced with this this I'm gonna call it a backlash because according to some of the polls that are given to us by mainstream media, eighty five percent of Bernie followers are gonna make sure they connect with Hillary Clinton. This is not a vote of confidence. The media continues to beat the drum that she is the one of the most disliked nominees, parental nominees of the of their party. And um the only person with a higher disapproval rating is Donald Trump, the person she's running against, who's managed to alienate every demographic, every everything, every group except for uneducated white men, old and young, uneducated. What do you say he loves the poorly educated? I see why. And I've, I've said it, and I'll continue to say it. I want to just speak on this subject because for all of the people who are saying we will never vote for Hillary Clinton, let's find out. Let's just, just pump your brakes there, you know. Hold on to your shorts. Let's see what's at stake here. Let's see. Cases before the Supreme Court. Right now, they refuse to put another judge on the Supreme Court, so it's 4-4. And the cases that they ruled on broke into a situation of a tie. And it goes back down to the lower courts. The notorious Ruth uh, RBG mentioned that Donald Trump should never, he doesn't have the wit, he doesn't, she basically stomped on him. He doesn't have the intelligence, whatever the hell she said about him, if you notice the response. The pushback was instantaneous. Five, ten Republicans. Oh, she's got to resign. Trump demanded that she resign. She's got to recuse herself from any case that Trump brings her. Scalia didn't recuse himself from the case in front of the court. He went to lunch. He went hunting with the Republicans. He was all for the vision of 
let me violate the rules. So it was okay when he had conflicts of interest, as Clarence Thomas had with his wife, a Tea Party member, as he sat there to rule on the Affordable Care Act. He didn't recuse himself. Scalia never recused himself, but they demand that Ruth Bader Ginsburg recuse herself. They've already twisted her arm and bullied her into apologizing, which she should have never done, because it's out there. You know, discriminatory laws that were passed in North Carolina about transgender people using the bathroom. What the hell have these people been pissing? Before this, before this bill, this has never been a problem. This is another solution searching for a problem. Where did they go before? And how many attacks? Men with little girls in bathrooms. They can gin up the most, the silliest which is underwritten and carried through the media. So you got the bathroom laws that are coming, will come before the Supreme Court. I guarantee it. Now, Obamacare, 62 times. Let's get rid of Obamacare. There's 29 million people. You can hear them lie about how it's going to cost jobs, but... We've had 76 jobs a month of straight job growth. I believe this past month, you know, after they, what was it before, what was the June numbers? I'm sorry, the May numbers. Like 38,000 jobs created, the lowest number, and then it turns around and it's 287,000 for the month of June. And the story itself got buried because of the terrorism. The terrorism. And if you think they're not going to vote again to get rid of the Affordable Care Act, please, it'll be in front of the Supreme Court again. Because Republicans never go home. They never stop. They continue to chip away, chip away, chip away. Finance reform, Citizens United, example after example of our politicians being bought and paid for. The new vice president uh, running with Donald Trump, Mike Pence. Mike Pence is a tobacco prostitute. The tobacco industry has been paying this man for decades. He's a four-term congressman. The tobacco industry has paid Mike Pence hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to vote their way. And he has voted their way. So if you want Citizens United, and it's going to come up again, I guarantee it, Citizens United will be in front of the Supreme Court. Because any and everything a president does who has got a D 
in front of their name. Voting rights. The Voting Rights Act was gutted by a radical right-wing Supreme Court. If we want nationwide registration and federal registry to supersede these voter ID laws, because these voter ID laws will come up in the Supreme Court. These are just three of the things that are at stake. These are the things that are at stake. Climate change. They struck down Obama's executive order. You see, his executive order, they took up to, to court. 13, 14, 15 states packed together. Oh, it's unconstitutional. He wants to save the planet. He wants to stop the seas from rising. Let them rise. Let the superstorms happen. And then let's beg for federal dollars. marriage equality that strikes back at the heart of these silly bathroom bills and the Hobby Lobby rulings that simply declare your religious freedom to be a bigot, to be a woman's right to choose. Roe v. Wade has been under attack since it was passed. They don't go home. A woman's right to choose will definitely come before the Supreme Court again. Now, gun control. As soon as as California just passed the most reaching gun laws, and they're going to take them. They're going to take it to court. They're going to challenge the NRA. Will spend millions to get this to the Supreme Court. So who do you want on a Supreme Court? A Donald Trump appointee? I mentioned the religious freedoms. We'll go before the Supreme Court. The right to organize, the last nail in the coffin of the right for workers, middle class, to organize. The middle class almost getting a dirt bath. The rights of workers will die a horrible death. Take my word for it. Just watch what's been happening. So these are the things that are at stake. It's the Supreme Court. They're going on a three-week hiatus Congress, they've done nothing. They left the funding for the Zika virus. Forced any of their uh, priority, their amendments, things that they can't get done without hiding them in the bill. The Zika virus And once it gets here and starts, then it's going to be uh, stop it, stop it. It's just like the heroin epidemic. It was all right. The crack epidemic. It was all right. 
because it didn't affect white. Now you got white folks dying. The opioid. People are dying from the opioid. And the Republican Congress just as the band plays on. Democrats continue to miss the message. If you vote Donald Trump, you are a bigot, period. You are a damn bigot. 929-477-2867. There's no getting around it. There's nothing that you can say. There's nothing that you can do. You can't be a little bit pregnant. If you support Donald Trump, you are a damn bigot. 404, thank you for calling the Alpha Show. Welcome to Truth Works Network. Peace. So long, my brother. You hear me? I hear you. Is this Big West? You know it, brother. How you doing, man? I'm doing just great, Big West. How you feel? I'm down here in the belly of the beast, man. That bank y'all talking about in line is called Citizens Trust Bank, man. It is. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Citizens Trust. Because I moved my money from I moved my money from from Wells Fargo about five years ago, man. But see, what 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 jumped it off? What made people uh move their money? Okay, a lot of people talking about what these rappers not doing nothing, right? So you heard of Killer Mike? You heard of us? You heard of Jermaine Dupree? Yeah, I heard of Killer Mike. I don't know who the hell them other people are. <laughs> you know Usher, man. You heard of Usher, bro? Oh, oh, yeah, Usher, Usher. And Jermaine Dupree. All right. They, 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 yeah. They got on the campaign down here telling all the people uh, ought to put their money. They put, first, they put their money in Citizens of Trust and they did a little press conference or whatever. And they led the way to let people know to put their money in Citizens of Trust Bank. And so, so far as right now, it's, it's 10,000 accounts been opened up, man, in the last week. And so if it, that's 10,000 accounts, if that's a minimum of $100, that's a million bucks right there, bro. And, and see, that ain't, that's not even counting the online, online line accounts. That's just walk-in accounts. But uh, uh, that, that's the only way to do it, man, because I, I figured it out. Marching only do nothing with uh, uh but give you cardiovascular uh, uh, exercise, man. All right? <laughs> That's what marching do. So, I mean, we, we love Jesse and uh, 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 Andrew now, okay? But she's it, it, upgrading now. It's upgrading time, man. All right? So that marching crap, they, and the white folks, they love to see black people marching, man, because it don't mean nothing. But when you start, when you start moving the money, starving the beast, man. When you start That's the only way to do it, man. Dollars. That, yes, I'm hoping y'all, oh, y'all. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping y'all open it. It's a whole bunch of black banks, man. Seaway Bank. Y'all, I hope y'all do that up in Chicago, man. Yeah, Seaway has Seaway has experienced a, lot, a, a, a higher volume of new accounts opening also. That's you know, uh, but, one but, of the things. Go ahead. Yeah, but look here, man. We've been fooled by this uh, Black Lives Matter, man. You know, they 
they're getting funded by George Soros, right? Okay. Does Black Lives Matter? Yeah, they're getting funded by George Soros. Yes, sir. And see what George Soros do. He played both sides of the fence, man. He betted on uh, when when Britain left the EU, he bet a lot of money on, on Britain crashed. Their money crashed, so he made a lot of money off of that. So I'm saying this to say this, that Black Lives Matter is good, but it's run like my brother said before me. It's, he paying a lot of lesbian damn women to run uh, run Black Lives Matter, man. That's what it's about, this feminist movement, man. All right? Remember Gloria Steinem back in the 70s? She was CIA. Uh, okay. So that's... Whether it was whether it's run, uh, it's a lot of uh, lesbians. Or well, I could care less about somebody's sexual. But look here, man. Look here. Look here. See, I've I been doing a lot of studying, man. And see, they what they want is to start almost a race war. And see, you know, the militia was started uh, for Second Amendment to catch runaway slaves. And so, if this stuff jump off like these devils plan, where People start fighting the police. Then you will have these white cracker militias to join in and help the police, man. So I'm hoping it don't come to that, man. I'm hoping we do what we're doing now. It's just lateral movement, man, like we're doing quiet. Everything's step. Just moving the money quiet away from this beast, man. That's the only way to do it. So I, I can see what you're saying. I see your point about, you know, that at least they out of the street, bro. I, I, I see your point. But the best way to do it is hit these folks in the pocketbook, man. Well, it's always been the best way to do it, and uh, hopefully yes, um, what they want will come to fruition. If you um, if you hit them in the pocket, they'll, they'll scream the loudest. That's right, man. That's the way to do it, man. Uh, and I'm just thanking God that people finally waking up, man. Uh, especially, I thank God for the internet, man. Especially Facebook. See, we got to use everything as to our advantage, man. That's the art of warfare. See, that's what I studied. The art of warfare is to take what the enemy give you and use it to your advantage. Everything. See, once black people start thinking like like my brother said, like y'all were talking about, quit this emotional crap, man. Okay, because when you get emotional, you don't think straight. Okay, because he who or she who make you angry controls you. So we must got to stay calm, stay cool. Uh, a little bomber rises the term, right? Cause that ju- you, what you think of that little press conference he had last night, man? That was the first conference he had to have. He couldn't come out with the truth. So he was kind of tiptoeing around the edge. He wanted to, he, he wanted to say the, the right thing, but he couldn't say it forcefully. So I thought it was... One hand and half a dozen in the. Man, I, money, I just be glad. For my money, he missed it. I don't know. Have you mm-hmm. have you listened to the whole program tonight, Wes? Yeah, man, I've listened to the whole program, man. I heard that 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 clip you played about that brother talking because I I found matter of fact we was on that same website at the same time yesterday, man, because I saw your reply. I know that was you. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Black Truth is the um, are the is the orator. The uh, mm-hmm. they, 
they seem to be coming. Um, I believe they do have a, a Facebook page and the whole nine yards. But uh, how does how does law enforcement, the brass in Dallas, law enforcement, how mm-hmm. do they miss tattoos? How do they miss tattoos yeah. of white nationalists, white supremacists? And he's on the police force. Most- Oh, that's what the police are, man. All of them. They just the militia come from the Ku Klux Klan, man. They see all the police started back to catch slaves, man. That's right, in the eighteen right. hundreds, man. Right. And, and right. so that's what right. they do, man. Right. So all of them, just about ninety nine percent all of them are member of these clans and stuff, man. Well, well, big work I can tell you, man. Um But see we all not the time. Yeah, now's the time, man. Whatever somebody are, they, they be foretold, man. Like, you can't hide nothing no more. The sheets are coming out on people, man. Like you said earlier, I don't know if you said it or not, but whatever somebody are, it's going to be shown, man. Because at least one thing Obama brought people to, to, uh, to speak out who they are right now. Well, they have, let me put it like this, the rise of bigotry in this country has hit a new height since this man has been in office for the last seven yeah. and a half years. Because so. I, I think I told you a couple of, when he first got elected, I told you that once he gets elected, we, the people on the bottom, is going to catch hell. You remember that conversation me and you had? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, because they're not going to, they're not going to just see, they're not going to just give up power. They're not going to give up power without a fight. And I would, I would just hope that um, he would be more forceful in what he's saying. You see, this story about this uh, Lauren A. Aaron, that was, that was mm-hmm. an easy story. They, they, that, that, was, that story was like low-hanging fruit. All they had to do was pick it up off the ground. Right. Because, let me close this out. I got about six minutes left in the show, man. Uh, all right, my I brother. I'll holler at you later on, man. Peace and blessings. Shalom. Right, you tell everybody to do what we do, man. The movement gonna be from the sideways where don't be no one leader. That everybody be a leader. We doing what we do because if one person step up to be leader, they are gonna take him out and buy him out. So it's the best thing happening now. This groundswell. Thanks a lot, Big Bucks, for your call. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Our brother Big West. Brother Big West always has something very pertinent. <laughs> And speaking of the money in these banks, you know, every Sunday, black churches deposit over $500 million into banks that, I mean, they deposit this money into banks that won't loan it out to black membership. So why are the black churches putting their money in these white banks? They've already accepted the white man's Bible. And that seems to be problematic. Because generation after generation, for hundreds of years, have played into that mess. Don't tell me what Jesus said, because I don't want to hear it. It doesn't appear that Black people have much of a of a common sense 
And once you have so many people raising the issue and raising that question, you have to ask yourself, what's going on? (laughs) Something's going on. The black people never get that question, just Donald Trump. Our money is our ticket. Our fidelity to ourselves. We must believe in ourselves. We must create our own community. Talk about a community that you have basically rendered hopeless, happily. 1.1 trillion dollars flows through the hands of the black community a year. That's what we make. $1.1 trillion. Let's get it into our banks. Let's not be so ready to run it out of the neighborhood, let's say. I would just hope that in the interim, We remember what's at stake in this new presidency and this election year. Oh, and guess who's a Jill Stein person? That's right, Cornell West, opportunist or demagogue. Give him a name. Give him a name. Now he's with Jill Stein because he just can't bring himself to vote for Bernie. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Ratings are more important than the truth. Our government builds twice as many prisons and schools. It's easier to find a Big Mac than an apple. And when you find the apple, it's been genetically processed and modified. Presidents lie. Politicians trick us. Race is still an issue. So is religion. Your God doesn't exist. My God does, and he is all-loving. If you disagree with me, I'll kill you, or even worse, argue you to death. 92% of songs on the radio are about sex. Kids don't play tag, they play twerk videos. The average person watches five hours of television a day, and it's more violence on the screen than ever before. Technology has given us everything we could ever want, and at the same time, stolen everything we really need. Pride is at an all-time high. Humility, an all-time low. Everybody knows everything. Everybody's going somewhere, ignoring someone, blaming somebody. Not many human beings left anymore. A lot of human doings, plenty of human lingerings in the past. Until next week, people, I guess it will get a little more interesting. The nation is in a quandary. It's a mess. You've been listening to The Alpha Show. Join us next Friday night, 10 p.m. Alpha will lay it out. It's just damn politics. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, The Alpha Show. TruthWorks presents The Alpha Show. Each Friday, 10 p.m. It's Fire in the Belly Friday at TruthWorks Network. Bring your own rocks. The best a political pushback. Just damn.
all other ways inconceivable. 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 You give us in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. 